Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is on leading change. Our guest is one of the most well-known experts on leadership and change, John Cotter. Here's a clip. Too much strategic planning is mechanistic. It's slow. It's linear. There is no learning agenda associated with it. John Cotter is a professor emeritus at the Harvard Business School, a widely read author, and the founder of Cotter International, a management consulting firm. He's one of the most respected thinkers on the topics of leadership and change. Many of you might know his book, Leading Change, which is a classic on the topic. He also published the book Accelerate in 2014, and he's got a new book coming out in June called Change, How Organizations Achieve Hard-to-Imagine Results in Uncertain and Volatile Times. I'm glad to have him with us from Sarasota, Florida. John, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you very much, Andy. It is a pleasure to be here. So, John, for listeners who aren't familiar with the principles of your book, Leading Change, I'd like to ask you to give an overview of those. There are eight steps that you lay out to help organizations successfully implement any type of change initiative. Yes. What, what we found in studying the most successful public and private organizations that handle change well. And we found a pattern. It was very clear associated with the uh, less successful cases and the sometimes hard to believe so successful cases. The hard to believe always start off by creating some sense of urgency among as many people as possible. And that's a positive thing. And they form uh, what I've called a guiding coalition, which is a group of people from across the various uh, departments or silos that are involved at various levels in the organization. And the point there is diversity of uh, credibility among the broader group, diversity of skills. So you get leadership skills, technical skills, management skills, a diversity of connections. So when communication is important, And they form that uh, guiding coalition into a well-functioning team that focuses on clarifying if the opportunity isn't crystal clear, let's get it clear, both intellectually and uh, emotionally. We want something rational and compelling. And uh, what's the vision? Uh, Can we articulate one of us if we take advantage of this opportunity. And then lots of communication through word and deed, and I mean lots, 10 times as much as the norm in regular routine operations, if you will, to help people to understand, to buy in intellectually, to buy in emotionally. Uh, And when that happens, people will start to act. They'll naturally want to do something, or at least some people. Uh, In the successful cases, you always find the control instinct that is built into all bureaucracies is kind of calmed down. You you give it a sedative or something to allow these people to act. And when you start getting some successes to demonstrate that uh, these actions are actually producing the results to take advantage of the opportunity and the vision, there's um, a spotlight put on it and communicating it out and a little bit of celebration and patting people on the back, which draws more people into it. 
some of the critics and the skeptics begin to say, ah, well, maybe there is something here, here. And you get this momentum going with more and more people involved, more and more people actually providing a small form of leadership is what it is, but it's aligned leadership. It's not off in a thousand different directions. And you want to keep it up because after a few wins, it's easy for that sense of urgency to go down. In the best cases, they keep it up keep getting more wins, more people into it, more leadership, until they actually produce some kind of a change that at least some people would have said in advance, not useful or not possible, and yet they've done it. But they don't even stop there. Sustainability is critical. And it's very easy to do something big and then have it be dragged back to tradition by all sorts of forces. And so you institutionalize it. You make sure it, it's beginning to sink into the culture as a new habit. And you make sure it's consistent with other systems and policies so they don't kind of beat it out of existence. That pattern we have found again and again, seeing how organizations that look awfully bureaucratic can nevertheless kind of come out of that and making changes that affect hundreds, thousands, in some cases, even millions of lives. That's really helpful, John. Leading Change is actually one of the first management books I ever read, and the steps involved are evergreen, as they say, always useful. One of my favorite of the steps, uh, which you just alluded to, is generating short-term wins. It reminds me of the organizational theorist Carl Weick's concept of small wins, um, in order to get momentum going in a change initiative? Yes. If there is any single part of that process I just described that I think today, uh, after a lot more experience watching people go through change, is really important, it's that one. Trust me, guys, in four years, we'll have this thing. It doesn't work. And those little wins add up. John, I've got one final question for you, which is focused on a topic in your new book that's coming out shortly called Change, and that is strategic planning. You argue that it's often not done well, it's too static of a process, it needs to be more of a living document. I just want to mention a related note, which is that because of the Evidence Act, today most large federal agencies are required to create a learning agenda, and one could think of that learning agenda woven into the strategic planning process so that when you create a strategic plan, you not only say, here are our goals, here's where we are aiming for, but we don't know all the answers. There are things we don't know that goes into our learning agenda. It would make the process more of a learning exercise rather than a static one. Does that resonate with you? You've got it. Too much strategic planning is mechanistic. It's slow. It's linear. There is no learning agenda associated with it. And what is needed in the faster moving world we're in today is something that is more iterative, has more people involved, helping provide leadership, is more uh, uh, flexible, uh, asks questions, learns, adjusts, and it can make a huge difference in terms of serving your mission. I couldn't agree more, John, and I think many people in the public sector listening to this will agree with you just as much as in the private sector. As I mentioned at the start of this podcast, John Cotter's got a new book out this month that he's co-authored. It's called Change, 
and it provides advice on topics including strategic planning, but also digital transformation, restructuring, culture change, agile, and more. Also, if you haven't read it yet, John's classic book, Leading Change, is always useful. And you got a quick overview of it uh, in this podcast interview. So, John Cotter, it is terrific to speak with you, and I really appreciate you sharing some of your insights with our audience. Andy, it was a pleasure, really. 